Hey, uh, hi everybody. Welcome to uh, episode two of the Rogue Lieutenant. Uh, I've been forced to do this little video clip before we uh, actually blend into the uh, video because somehow we lost the first nine minutes of our of our podcast. Um, so we're I'm adding subtitling this in for now. Um, of course, I blame Ian and Isaiah because I'm not tech savvy enough to screw up anything. Um, I don't even know how to get to that part. But anyway, um, I felt it was important because the first nine minutes had a topic that I wanted to address and, uh, and touch base with, and I didn't want to lose that. Uh, and from the time we had the first podcast to now, there were a lot of things in the news, but one of them being the, uh, the Memphis police uh, and their uh, basically arrest of a subject that was just honestly, um, that was, it was disgusting. Um, so for the record, the behavior of the Memphis police, uh, especially the four or five officers that were involved in this, uh, the, the thing that I had to see and, and just, and I only had to see that part of it was when the fact that they had, uh, had the, the, the gentleman, um, handcuffed and they were holding him up and just literally throwing haymakers at him and, and punching him. And it looked like somebody's trying to hit him with an asp. He's already in custody. Um, regardless of the struggle or whatever would have happened, all of that was unnecessary, it was egregious, it was disgusting. And as a police officer, it, it breaks my heart to see that kind of uh, behavior. Okay, and as anybody may have figured this out, in general sense, I could care less. Um, if an officer has to knock somebody down and punch them in the face or do what they have to do to, to effect an arrest, and um, but in this case, this was this was egregious, this was disgusting. Um, and uh, a black eye for all of law enforcement. And uh, again, personally, on a personal level, um, completely uh, disgusted by it. So I wanted to clear, make sure everybody understood my stance on that. Um, uh, to show you the, the contrast, there was another video going around where three officers were confronting someone who was acting violent and not listening to them. Um, and instead of really getting to a big out, drag out, wrestling match one officer decided to pop the guy upside the head with his hands knock the guy to the ground they took him into custody uh i have no problems with it people are gonna say he could have used pepper spray he could have done whatever but the question was was the strike reasonable was it necessary did it end the situation quickly yeah it did it did um that's a whole different that's a, a complete different context and someone handcuffed and being held up just so others can beat on him um so i wanted to get on the uh, I wanted to, there was a big part of the of podcast number two um, and uh, so that's where we're at so I hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast uh, sorry for the delays and number three will be coming out next week so uh, again thank you anybody that's tuning in appreciate it uh, and uh, be safe thank you your use of force levels um, are based upon you know what you perceive as a threat and we have more officers around one person, um, you're expected to use a less, lesser level of force than you would if you were one-on-one to multiple or one-on-one -on -one with somebody sense. else. Yeah, it's, it's, it's reasonable. But the, the, the part where you use your body tools for, for defense or to gain control is literally in the area of um, pepper spray. So it's kind of... Um, the choice to put your hands on somebody or your choice to use pepper spray, say, uh, is kind of right in the same area. Mm -hmm. um, and that's more or less like the wrestling. And then just above that are the body blows, the strikes to, to, to different things. And the question is, that gets to the area of, well, is that taser time? Or is that, well, quite frankly, you know, the taser isn't the greatest weapon either. I was just watching a video the other day where a guy had been tased and hit with nightsticks and Ooh. he was still sending police officers all over the Did street. Did you see the clip of the guy with the backpack with gasoline in it and gets hit with Oof. a taser? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a unique interview. But again, do you blame the police? No. no. You, blame, no you blame the guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But people are demanding justice, demanding justice for some idiot who ran from the police, um, put others in danger mm. and then did it with a can of gasoline in his backpack? That's, that's probably not the brightest thing I've ever seen. And why did he have a can of gasoline? Um, was he going to 
get a car that was out of gas. Yeah, was he trying to go burn something down? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it, it's just a crazy world when it comes to use of force. So, this, so basically, there's, there's, there's several levels of resistance. So there's, um, and then police officers have to react to that resistance. So you have basically what's called passive resistance. Those are your protesters who sit there or who chain their arms together through pipes. More verbal and right, who j- and, and just using their body weight yeah. to just, you know, protest. Or just, you know, you have to physically remove me, um, but I'm not fighting back. Mm-hmm. And then there's your defensive resistance, which is probably the most common. You want to go put grab someone, put them, and they start pulling away and tugging, you know what I mean, trying to get away from you putting your hands on them or, or getting them into con- you know, handcuffs. Um, then you have your active resistance, which is when people are trying to push the officer away, they're still trying to get away and stuff, but they're pushing the officer away, they may strike the officer for the sole purpose of, of doing it. And then there's the, the outright attack. Um, and the attack is obviously the most dangerous. And, and people don't understand this. You get someone who is um, you know, high on on some kind of narcotic or under the influence, and the attack is coming. The attack happens. It's violent, um, and you can't sit there and say, "Well, I'm going to use these kinder methods with the attack." Uh, while the guy is pummeling the piss out of me, I'm going to want to do that. It just it doesn't happen. It doesn't work. And then the attack is where officers can. As long as it's reasonable, necessary, punch you in the face, yeah. uh, kick you, hit you in the ribs, do whatever they got to do to um, to overcome the resistance that they're having, and and that all boils down to a simple, simple issue. People don't like the fact that the police can deprive them of their freedom. It's that's the law. We can do that. Yeah. It's the powers of the police, meaning that if we have a reasonable suspicion being the lowest standard, um, and we have a legitimate reason to inquire further with you, we have the right to hold you. Now, 98% of the people in all the millions of interactions the police have with the people choose to voluntarily submit to our authority, mm-hmm. to the authority of the police. Because they're just good citizens who are doing They got pulled over by a traffic stop. They got whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's a percentage who doesn't want to submit to that authority. They don't respect it? No, they don't respect it, and they don't want to do it. And how dare you do this? Well, the reality is the law allows us to do it uh, under reasons. And the sidewalk or the street is not the place to debate whether the officer was right or wrong. Mm-hmm. In the street and on the sidewalk, the officer's right, period. In the story. The courtroom is where it's decided. So for you going to deny the officer that you know you don't you won't want to submit to his authority, he's going to make you submit to his authority through force if he has to. And who honestly, your innocence or guilt is not determined on that sidewalk. It's determined in the court of law. And if the officer acted uh, inappropriately or the arrest was unwarranted, there are penalties that happen. You know, to the officers, and there's, there's issues that happen. Um, and, and all through this country, you know, over 750,000 patrol officers, I think, you know, uh, more than that, over a million police officers in the country, but I think there's over like 750,000 uh, patrol officers. Uh, they do this all the time. They get complaints, they get into scuffles, they have people trying to, most times they're cleared um, because. They have the authority to do what they need to do to do the job. And it's just a simple fact. Um, but people don't want to submit to that. And more importantly, people are trying to to demand street justice on their behalf at that moment. And then they end up getting their ass kicked um, in, a, in a nice way, I guess you could say it. Or they choose to um, submit to the police officer's authority through the police officer's means, and um, and then they want to cry follow. So the reality is this. Any confrontation, you have a 99.9% chance of not getting into any physical confrontation with the police if you comply right off the bat. That's a simple fact. Right. Um, are there police officers out there? Extremely few that probably don't belong working as police officers because they're, they're basically punks with badges? Yeah. Yeah, but honestly, we're talking tenths of a percent 
of the officers out there. Um, you know, yeah, sometimes officers are, are rude. Sometimes they're obnoxious. Sometimes they're scared doing going to a certain call, so they have an adrenaline dump, and they, they're maybe not the friendliest people ever. But there's not, a, you know, rogue police officers in everywhere just deciding to, we're going to go beat up people for no reason. Um, you know, so we have a fascination with violence until it's being used by the police, and then we have a big problem with it. But then, what's even more disturbing, to be honest with you, is we have a fascination with violence, but there have been some videos, almost every day we can find a video, where a person is being viciously beaten, stabbed, shot, mm-hmm. robbed, and you know whether it's elderly folks or somebody else being beaten by, by these predators, no one comes to their aid. No one. No. But instead they pull out their camera and start videoing it. And here's the thing. Okay, yes, great. We love a great witness, okay? Um, An eyewitness. Yeah, we love a great eyewitness. But the reality is, I will take your verbal testimony versus your video testimony uh, if you took the time to go save that person. Right. You know, you see the video recently where uh, the teacher's aide took away a kid's video game. The Nintendo Switch? Yeah. Yep. And he just pummeled the mm-hmm. daylights out of her. Uh, and one thing, you know, at first you see, of course, the one person taking video of it, and then you see a couple of people watch, and a couple of people just walked along. Yep. And then you see, I think the first person intact was looked like a, either a Marine or Army recruiter was in the building, and he, he was the first one to start actually acting. Thank you for doing that. Seriously. It's, it, it's crazy, you know. Um, so this, again, as a society, we'll sit and we'll watch this viciousness happen, to to victims of, of of predators, but again, the minute the police do something, we cry foul. Mm-hmm. So again, personally, if you know, the thought is this: um, I really don't care if the cop gives you a good knock upside the head because you decide to res- resist arrest. I could kill us. I, I really do. Um, you know. We're going to the southern. I'm going on my rant here. So, give an example. So, we have like your pro fighters, MMA. We pay tons of money to see MMA, uh, boxing, um, you know, all these different fightings, kickboxing, everything else that that's out there. Muay Thai, right? Muay Thai, and and, and you know, we love seeing some incredible. It's a brutal sport, mm-hmm. but people are doing it for sport, and we sit there and we cheer on. And and quite frankly, more people get hurt in the ring. Uh, as far as the, the degree of injury than they do by police every year um, making arrests. So what happens is, but there's a difference. That violence is celebrated because it's sport and competition. But there are some safeguards in there. One, it's a sport. There are people there to make sure that somebody doesn't do something extremely dangerous. Yeah. There are tragic accidents every once in a while because it is a violent sport. Um, but the person fighting the, the, the folks fighting don't have to worry about this fight ending with gunfire. A death, yeah. Or a knife. Fatality. Um, yeah. Like it's, you know, but the reality is we want the police to go out there. And in every encounter, you know, they don't know who we have. Even if they know the person from prior contact mm-hmm. to be somewhat docile. And if they have medical or uh, mental health issues, at any point down the road, that docile person could become a very violent person. Um, I now I'm retired about a year and a half, so I still live in the city I worked. So I was driving. I don't drive through the city much, other than leave it in the morning to go everywhere else we go. But um, I was driving through the center of the city the other day, and I see this uh, guy. Happens to be chilly, but it wasn't that bad. But he was in like um, shorts in a matching blue shirt and he's walking backwards in the travel lane like waving at cars as they go by now there was a particular person we dealt with who has severe mental health issues on a regular basis um when i was working but i he had longer hair this person had like a shaved head so i didn't know if it was the same person so anyway it was a like a rotary by the time he got around to the other side of the rotary i see the same guy pulling these big cement a uh, big cement brick from the uh, median 
because this is a flower bed and everything except and literally holding it over his head and just smashing it against the wall uh, for everything and literally across the street from him was a, a elderly lady who was going into her apartment building um, so I happened to turn as he was smashing the bricks called the police department it took a while they never as far as I know they never found him um, but the first words were was it so and so and I'm like no, probably was mm-hmm. because those were the behaviors that we witnessed over and over and over. This person we would bring to get a mental health evaluation, and then we just let them go that day. Mm-hmm. So that's a uh, you know that's I mean, we'll, it's a whole other topic. We'll get into another time, but our mental health treatment is the biggest failure to us as a country for law enforcement and for the average citizens out there. Coupled with even more so now, these liberal policies that want to just let everybody back out. Um, yeah. So we've become a more violent society. Anyway, with that, you know, have you, I mean, you've had contact with the police in your life, right? Yeah. Have you had your ass kicked by them? No, luckily. No. Okay. I, I respect them yeah. enough to not get my ass kicked. Well, that's what I mean. And, 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 you know, I may not like the fact that I got pulled over uh, or, you know, I was a kid driving around with a Camaro. I got pulled over all the time. Um, sometimes I got a ticket. Sometimes I was just trying to see what I what I did. But I understood the game. The game is you got me. I pulled over. I cooperate. I mean, I don't like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You may not be invited to my wedding, uh, right. but the end result is um, I accepted it and I submitted to the authority of the police because they do an incredible job, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a it's a a, a crazy job um, that is just. It is, again, I've said this before, policing is an extremely noble profession. Mm-hmm. It's, um, a, it's a dangerous it's been, one. Yeah, and it's, but it's been turned into the villain. The, the police have been turned into the villains. And for every single bad thing that makes the headlines, there are a million other things they've done. Um, sometimes good police officers do bad. Mm-hmm. Do bad. Every um, person does. Yeah. Exactly, and that was one of the things we were talking about. It's not always the bad guy who does bad. Sometimes good people um, just have things going on or, or make bad decisions, and, and, and it's, it is what it is. It's the same with police. They could be a, a good parent, a good, uh, you know, super uh, baseball, football coach, basketball coach, Again, that awful sport of soccer coach, but, you know, they could be. Um, but the end result is, at work, they had a bad day. They made a bad decision. It doesn't mean they need to be condemned forever. Now, again, let's go back to things like uh, Memphis. In Memphis, those guys may be very good people, very good neighbors. Mm-hmm. Or what they did was, a gr- was just gross. Um, and there has to be accountability, and they will be held accountable. Um, it's a simple fact, but there are already things in place to hold people accountable. But what we have now is we have people demanding them to be basically beheaded uh, before they're entitled to anything else. And again, um, the penalties, they don't like, but the penalties are there. And those I'm pretty sure when this gets to court, the penalties will be severe for, for each of them. So, But that doesn't mean outside of what they did that they were bad people. Maybe they were very good people. Maybe they were good fathers. Maybe they were good husbands. Maybe they weren't. Maybe they were scumbags. I don't know. So, let's talk about scumbags. <laughs> One of the things policing uh, tries to do is try to create an, or at least hire good people. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge push on to lower standards. Um, and lower, I think in Houston, they allowed, if you were ever convicted of a third-degree felony... You could still apply for the policing. Okay, that's an example of what's happening. I mean, so you know, you think of the movies like Police Academy. You know what I mean? Which a little before your time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, but in the Police Academy, you know, it was basically extremely low standards because they couldn't get anybody. We're there. We're there. Um, listen, I'm a fat guy. I don't like running. There are police departments and police academies who are pulling out the run or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that, that conditioning. Right, yeah. the conditioning. And again, 
again, I, I do like to, to go to the gym, but I also like to have a pizza. enjoy my food yeah. and sometimes some chunky chip cookies. Um, <laughs> brownie but, batter donuts. Yes, brownie, brownie <laughs> batter donuts, pretty good. Um, but with that said, uh, when I was going to the police academy, I had to get my stuff together. Mm-hmm. And I woke up every morning, I because I couldn't afford it because they paid us minimum wage, which was like three sixty-five an hour back then. Um, I would wake up, I would go run a mile and a half to two miles at four o'clock in the morning, then shower, jump in my, my brother-in-law's van, I worked for him for a laundry delivery service, did two hours of work, came back, showered again, then got to the police academy and sometimes stayed till 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night at the police academy. Wow. That was a commitment that I had to make to get through it. And again, I'm not a runner. I don't like running. Um, fat guys don't like to run, okay? And because, as they say, if you're going camping in those beers, mm-hmm. go with a fat guy. Because the only one you have <laughs> to worry about out running is the fat guy. So I understand. Same thing in the zombie apocalypse. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So the, the, the big issue with that is just um, we, we, we can't, I mean, listen, I'll be the first to tell you. Do I think we can eliminate some of the, uh, or at least um, loosen the requirements to get in? Yes. Pending doctors doing an assessment of your your physical Mm -hmm. well-being. All these issues and back issues and stuff like that are all tested before you get in. But do you need to do X amount of push-ups in this many minutes? Because here's the thing that really was a, a big issue for many times. So you tell me that I have to do 40 push-ups in a minute because that's the minimum standard I need to do the job effectively, right? Mm-hmm. However, if you're a female the same age as me, you're going to do 28. Yeah. Okay, so the issue is, and I, and I get it, we have, have a body strength, blah, 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 but the issue is this. I'm not saying that the, the, the female... Participants can't do it because they can, but and they can even do 40. I've seen it. But the issue being is, if the minimum strength level for me is 40 push-ups, why is it less for somebody else? So if anything, those minimum requirements should at least stay in place, where the males or whoever have to do, you know, the the bare bones minimum. Mm-hmm. And so then we get to the academy. Okay. Again, I think I talked about this last time. The academy for me was fine. I again, I hated running, um, PT, all that was you know fun. It is, it is. but now you know we and, and again a lot of academies got away from this. Some of them haven't though, where they basically haze the recruits. Mm-hmm. Okay, listen, if I'm a fat guy and I barely made the mile and a half run to get into the academy, what in God's name are you thinking? Trying to run me three and a half miles on my first day in the academy, to to what to appease your ego? <laughs> I mean seriously, and then you end up with people going to the emergency room because there's too much protein in the blood. I mean you have to talked about that before. Yeah. It's it's like to what to what we need. You know, let's go back to college and even on policing. We'll go back to that end. Right? I've seen just as many people with college degrees fight bad guys as I've seen without the college degrees. And I got to be honest with you, some of the best cops I've ever met that were um, like great people persons had no degree or a a minor degree and they just had great people skills Mm -hmm. I've seen people with master's degrees who are as dumb as a stump or just the most obnoxious mean uh, person ever so the college degree for policing is a nice thing. So back in the day, I'm giving you a little education about the the old time, uh, which I still can't believe I say the old time, but back in the day, um, degrees were not required, right? So labor unions and police departments around the country were like, oh, listen, here's the deal. We agree with college degrees because what's going to happen is it's going to narrow down the pool a little bit, but we'll get better candidates and we will 
be treated like professionals, like teachers, will get paid like teachers do and stuff like this, mm. right? And you had idiots like me, like, yeah, that's not going to happen, okay? Because the only reason the, the communities want to get people who have a degree because they had to pay for the degrees <laughs> if they were hiring people that didn't. But what you had uh, were people that had good amounts of life experience that could come in and work. Now, again, how does this tie into use of force issues? Well, in the average 40, 50 person police academy class, one out of that group has ever been in an actual fight or ever got their bell rung somewhere outside of that. Um, but I bet you if I went to a local electrical union hall, asked the poll of 50 guys there and asked them if they knew anything about, you know, getting their <laughs> bell rung, I'm sure there'd be about one guy that just hasn't gotten it wrong yet. And what I mean, and the reason I say that is just because I, I, they had life experience. They dealt with things. They, they, they deal with different things. Um, and they can handle themselves better because they could talk their way out of things uh, and use verbal skills so much better. And that's what's lacking. So we, we send these guys again, tying this into use of force. We send these guys to a police academy to develop skills to communicate. Right, so we'll have some, um, I don't know, some university professor come in and talk about how we should talk kinder, or maybe we should do this or do that, um, you know. And when we get to the the push and, and shove of everything, um, none of those techniques work because we have an academy that we, even though we bring in these guest lecturers to tell them how you speak to the public. Outside of that lecture time, what are they told? Shut up. Yeah. Get in line. Shut up. Shut your mouth. You know what I mean? So it's like, so mm -hmm. we have creating, graduating classes for the academy of people who are basically introverts, um, who don't have a lot of life skills, uh, and, you know, it's your know, life experience, I should say. And we're, we're getting a lot. And then, you know, and, and unfortunately, the side of war... We've been in war for a long time, and we will be forever with terrorism. Um, but we have a lot of veterans that come in. So then some people are worried about hiring veterans. Well, you know, they, they saw a lot over there. And, PTSD. Yeah, and, and, you know, they're worried about that or them overreacting. And, and the, the reality is you got some people that understand when the stuff's serious mm -hmm. um, and when it's not. You know what I mean? So I would take the, the veteran over the 21-year-old Academy cadet. Yeah. yeah. Who who honestly has never worked full time, never had to pay a bill in his life, mm -hmm. um, and doesn't understand, uh, who's never been, say, in a fist fight or any kind of fight. Because right. that person's uh, fear level is, is going to get much higher. And, and it, it creates bravado and, and bad communication skills. So that's my, my, my take on it. What do you think? I agree, honestly. Yeah. The veteran would be a much better candidate than a 20-something-year-old just fresh out of the press. Yeah, I mean, you could be tw a 24-year-old. Let's say a 24-year-old, okay? Mm -hmm. So I have kids. My kids are that age, too. All so, be 24, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but honestly, what are you doing in your spare time? <laughs> Play video games? Video hang games. out, yeah. I mean, we're just... And, and it's I don't winter. In the summer, you know, I like my kayak and my yeah. hiking. Wait, so you have other things, but it's a video games are a big thing. Yeah, definitely. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing in any way, shape, or form, but then you take the other 24-year-old who just came back from overseas who, in his downtime and overseas, was probably playing video games, because which is cool, but what I'm saying is there was more to it. There was more to life. Mm -hmm. You yourself, you work full-time. You're out there. You're learning things. You take care of people. Um, you're developing all those life skills at a young age. And I bet you even amongst your own peers and friends your age, there's some that you can sit there and say, it's, it's still pretty immature. You know what I mean? Um, so, and I don't... Isaiah, for the record... I work with, uh, are, you know? So yeah, no, exactly. Get it. So, it's, um, so it's crazy. So we have a, a whole system of contradictions um, when it comes down to it. So where is the clear path? You know what I mean? That's what do we do? What do we do? Um, how do we get to where we want to be? How do well, we get better people in the force? How do we get people better people in the force? I think one. Well, let me go back to the one thing they said is, or well, I think I did say it already, but in case I didn't, um, the whole reason they pushed that college thing was to save money. 
Because there's laws that say that you have to re- you have to pay their education. Mm. So by hiring someone with a bachelor's or an associate's degree, there was no education to pay for. The community was saving all that money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, and again, that was so we could. Be, that was a big hit through the '70s, um, where a big push to go get everything there. Because again, you had a lot of guys came back from Vietnam, and life was a lot difficult with that. And speaking of which, you've heard me talk about. It. I'm going to tell you, anybody that wants to see how we can fix policing, this is this is great. I want you to go to Amazon Prime and watch the episodes of Barney Miller. <laughs> Barney Miller, to me, is probably the the most accurate depiction of police life at all. And here's the funny thing: like, so I'm on this. I've been binge watching it like every night now. So before I go to bed, but <coughs> people don't realize that back in the '70s, like especially in New York City and other big cities, there were bombings on a regular basis. Um, people are like, oh my God, you know, 9-11, which is, you know, obviously a horror. We've never had anything that big. But we had a ton of, of places, nightclubs, cafes, and stuff like that happening. Those trends, you know, you want to look, predict history, look in the past. Look at, you know, and, and so the future, um, you know, you could see that happening again. But we got through it. They got through it as a sign. But even more so, the big thing with Marnie Mellon, because you, now you couldn't, just like the Jeffersons, or um, I'm, I'm dating myself, but just for the record, mm-hmm. I was watching these as a kid when they were on the five o'clock slot when I was sitting at home eating TV dinners. All right, I didn't see them when they on their <laughs> prime time. Okay, so I'm not that old. Um, but <laughs> but the issue, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, this is my bronchitis. So, um, so the the big issue with. Uh, like policing then, you could talk about issues, race issues, um, transgender, not, even, not necessarily transgender, I can't say that, but um, people who dressed up as women, who identified as women, and or, you know, they had um, a lot of uh, references, Japanese references for one of the detectives in there. Uh, there was So it was a diverse group of people that made fun of themselves, made fun of each other, but always left people um, with dignity, like treated them mm-hmm. with respect. That is the basics of, of community policing. Um, a dear friend of mine, Captain Roger Hool, who I apologize, Raj, I got missed a call the other day from you. I promise I'll call. Um, I'm terrible at that. But he used to tell me before, it's not these specialized units. The officer on the beat needs to do community policing. And how does he do it? Not by keeping his tinted up windows rolled up, by going through the neighborhoods, meeting people, knowing who exercises and who walks at certain times, knowing the store owners and the restaurant owners. And that was a big emphasis um, for how we did things back then. So uh, it's really interesting to see the, the crime issues and the same types of mental health issues uh, in Barney Miller that, believe it or not, we see today and are sitting there saying, well, how do we fix this? How do we fix this? Mm-hmm. Well, first is we're going to stop taking everything so damn serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've got to be able to laugh at each other. We've got to be able to make fun of each other. Um, you can't have a, a conversation about race or sexual preference or something else if the minute you try to have a dialogue whether it's a fun dialogue or not, you're accused of, of, of attacking people, okay? Being afraid to talk about the issues is a huge hindrance. Mm-hmm. And those who want to keep that hindrance going are the ones who will do the biggest attacking. Um, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's crazy. But if I, I encourage anybody, even the younger folks, um, Amazon Prime, Barney Miller, used to be a TV show, great great show and you want to look at policing and how we can um you know all go through a tough time but leave respecting each other and treating each other with dignity um that's probably a show that could we could use some of that today for the truth so mm-hmm. all right what else we got you want to take a break real quick yeah let's take a break you know what we're going to go to a commercial break yes because you know we have sponsors yes um amazon prime 
Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I, they're, they're not a sponsor, right? We'll say that. And not do we have any commercial breaks. But, uh, yeah, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll, uh, we'll be back in a second. All right. Thanks. All right, we're back from our commercial break. Welcome back. Um, yeah. <laughs> our sponsor pays big money. Big money. <laughs> Um, so yeah, again, we were talking about use of force, talking about uh, a whole lot of issues and things. We're talking about some other headlines too that went up in the, since our first podcast. One of the ones we were just talking about was the uh, the balloons. Uh, the Chinese balloons. Oh my God! <laughs> we're shooting the Chinese balloons. We're shooting the weather balloons. We're shooting things that apparently we don't know. We got people saying we're shooting down the aliens. Listen, leave the aliens alone. Oh, yeah, no. Okay, those are the problem. Listen, if they can figure out how to do things around here. Um, you know, the only reason they don't kick our butt is because they don't want to. They pity so, us. Yeah. So exactly, <laughs> they're, they're like, "Hey, look, we've done this right." They're still something. fighting with each other. Yeah. <laughs> so don't don't shoot down the aliens, please. I don't I really don't want to piss them off. I'm not worried about Russia and China. Mm-hmm. They, everybody's worried about that. And I was thinking the big process too, because I'm going into the global politics now because we're just rambling on. But uh, everybody's talking about. The big war, the big war. Mm. Well, I gotta be honest with you. It's just my opinion from a dumb retired cop. Is basically, if China and Russia both initiated long-term big battles with with us or any of our allies, one thing that they couldn't commit the resources to is to their own people, because there will be a revolution in those countries. There will be a revolution, and and the reality is. We don't have, I mean, granted, I, we have a revolution kind of here <laughs> in philosophy only with, yeah. between liberals and the people who... Yeah, just political. Yeah, like. political stuff. So, um, you know, and in case anybody ever finds a moderate Democrat, please let me know because <laughs> they've they've disappeared. Um, so, but anyway, that's my political uh, gen for there. But if they ever did wage war... A big campaign on something else, then it's the same thing with Iran. Iran, you know, because obviously they've threatened forever uh, Israel, and Israel's kind of a badass place. Yeah. Um, but once they start committing all their resources to engaging in wars, the home fronts will destroy. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just. So we'll see. So that's see, my global you would, you would wisdom. See the population decline. Oh, I think so. Big time. I think so. So plus, I, I think honestly, obviously, with our our um, no borders. I think our own populations decline. Let's keep it up. You know, I, I really think that maybe if we, you know, keep up the same policies for an additional four to six years, um, by then we could probably have a billion plus people in the U.S. <laughs> We'd be up there. Uh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I mean, we have the land for it. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, I'm I'm dying here. So, but anyway, so that's it for the uh, global philosophy of of, of Rayblin and, and Isaiah Chase. So, we'll solve the world's problems one, uh, one day. Yeah, one day at a time, right? Yes, so, exactly. All right, what else? What do we what, what do we got? What other big headlines do we have that we can talk about? Because um, there's plenty to talk about policing. I just want to use it all up in our episode. Yeah. So, oh, oh, you know what I, I saw that was extremely well. There was a video going around of the young lady in the gym and by herself, and then some derelict came in, you know, standing in the gym. So she was being nice, and she decided to let the guy in the gym show him back to working out, and then he attacked her, attempted to rape her. Oh um, my God! Yeah, where was um, that? I, I want to say New York, but. New York, California, one of them, I don't know. Um, either way, the the girl, tremendously, she gave basically uh, a great ass whooping. Um, she she <laughs> hung in there, she Good fought like she was supposed to, and, yeah. uh, you know, she, she really, it was a great survival technique, and it turns out she's kind of like a power lifter, I guess. Oh, okay. good. Yeah, so she had some... You picked the wrong girl. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. So, and, but, you know, um, you know, just when you think of it, though, be, be careful. Yeah. Uh, People, you know, there's no, um, oh, I feel bad for the disadvantaged. I feel bad for this guy. He doesn't have a job, whatever. They're predators, okay? I'm not talking all the, because the, the guy who's down on his luck, who doesn't go around trying to rape people or rob people or hurt people, that's a person who needs help and, and you know. Guidance help. Right, and that's a guy who's down on his luck or a lady who's down on their luck. Mm-hmm. The people who go around stealing and robbing and, uh, trying to, to, to take advantage of take advantage of people assault people 
Um, they're just predators. And until we start accepting the fact that they are predators, there is no rehabilitation. There is no rehabilitation. You don't take a guy who's been arrested, you know, 30-something times, and most of those are all some kind of violent crime, and tell me that he's, he's reformed. That may happen one out of 1% of the time, maybe that happens. And, and for those people that may have had that life and did it, I, I give them tremendous credit. But the reality is people are abusing the system um, and people who are true predators, just by human nature, predators are being released back into the population of the citizens every day. Um, and we're seeing it and you know the amount of people, the amount of seniors I'm seeing being attacked by, 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 I mean, it, it, it just amazes me. It disgusts me um, that you could attack a senior citizen and, you know, uh, like, you know, you know, grandma or something and just mm-hmm. like, pummel the, the daylights out of them. Mm-hmm. It, it makes me sick. But the most vulnerable. Right. We're the most vulnerable. We're supposed to protect our most vulnerable. Um, and we're supposed to hold people accountable when they commit terrible acts. Yeah. So here's the funny thing. So Isaiah, you're a good guy. You go out tomorrow. You get into a little fight. I don't know. You, know, you punch someone in the face. They press charges. You, as a good person who had a bad day, mm-hmm. will be held like to the they'll, they'll want to offer ridiculous amounts of. Oh, well, you you need to serve, you know, X amount of days in jail. And they, they, but yet the guy. Who has a repeat offender? Right. Who's on triple probation? <laughs> you can, you know, and bail on six different times because he's violated bail. Um, he gets released right away again because yeah. for whatever. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. There are some states I've seen, and, it, and this bothered me when I was working uh, in, in detectives, where people were allowing predator, child predators, to plea to felony assault. Oh, you mentioned that to me. Yeah, so they didn't have to register for the rest of their lives yeah. as a sex offender. They could commit that horrendous act and yeah. not, it would never be on the record. Anymore. And that's disgusting. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, in no way, shape, or form should that ever be allowed. No. Uh, you you, you attack know. children You're if you're a sex offender or something like you're that. You're a special type of person. You're a special type of predator. Predator, yeah. Uh, and, and, and there is no I'll let you plead it down to something else. My ass. Uh, no. So those are some of the things that we, we we deal with in policing, and these are some of the issues that come out and see it. But a lot of these vicious crimes that are making the media headlines, the first thing you know is they're going to tell you that they should have been in jail anyway. Because <laughs> if they were held accountable for their other 40 crimes, yeah. um, it wouldn't be an They'd issue. They'd be behind bars. Exactly. So, oh, and oh, wait a minute. Prison is trying to reform people. <laughs> really? Okay. We don't even commit the resources to do correct reforming of anybody. Uh, it's you know we have drugs in the in the system. Uh, the guys go to the gym. They go. They work out. They, they come out. Cable TV. Yeah. Cable TVs. Who was it? There's one prison. Now they have video games. I'm like. Are you kidding? Hey, the prisons in the UK look better than some apartments over here. In oh, absolutely, absolutely, it's insane. So, but yeah, I can. Uh, I'm pretty sure that you know, it's it's a crazy time. So, and again, um, it's just there's no reforming. We're more worried about making people comfortable than we are reforming, <laughs> um, making them better people. Yeah, yeah. Teach them a lesson. And for those who may have served a stint in prison, who who reformed and turned their lives around. Good on you, you. What do you say? I mean, th- that's someone who, to me, is like a, uh, a, 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 you know, that's a role model for young mm-hmm. for young people who screw up. Mm-hmm. But for young people, oh, and by the way, listen, 16, 17, 18, you know, if they're carjacking people, robbing people, and shooting people. You got a whole life. Yeah, you're not a, you're not a, uh, you're just no longer this child. You're not a child. You're a young predator. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't know. So we'll see. But what else we got, fella? What do you got? What do you think of your? What are some of your views? For I think we said about the the girl in the gym that that brought me into something else about the the girls in the gym recording themselves and then calling guys predators for looking. Oh my them. god! Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. People can just glance at you at the gym. 
They can look in your direction. They're not they're not stalking you. They're not trying to do anything malicious. Right. They, it's normal behavior to look at somebody at the gym and then look away. Uh, it, it's it's a hundred percent. It's it's crazy. I was watching watching somebody do a comedy skit on it or a thing talking about like even locker rooms have now become selfie. Oh um, yeah, you know, posing places, yeah. stations, and stuff. That, and the males in the gym, yeah. in, the, in the bathroom, they just record themselves shirtless. And yeah, it's, it's it's ridiculous. And, and the girls are doing the same. Thing. Well, not shirtless, but they're doing it and 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 stuff like this. Yeah. But the, the, yeah, the gyms, um, you know, and that's the problem. Is and again, listen. Uh, and then if you go try and talk to somebody, all of a sudden, you know, everybody thinks they're being hit on by somebody. Seriously. You know, not or stalked or, right. or something along and, those and, lines. And unfortunately, there's enough of those creeps out there. But the end result is mm-hmm. you can't even have a conversation nowadays with no. someone without them. Thinking, you know, again, when we were back in my younger days when we had the, the hardcore gym days and everybody was in there, everybody knew each other. You know, and there's mm-hmm. people now that I run into that I literally haven't seen in 30 years, but... I recognize from the, the gym days back then that so like, hey what's up man what's happening you know um it was a different community now everybody's just in this bizarro world so yeah that's an interesting thing but you know definitely but that that is a, a word of caution sometimes it doesn't pay to be nice no. if the guy's at the door wanting to get in the gym and you do what normal nice people do he's like oh maybe you let him in and then this girl, and but luckily, thank God, she fought back and she did yes. a great job and she got away. Yes. Um, you know, really, Absolutely. really impressive. So, but yeah, it's um, we're just in an upside down place, and uh, policing is right in the middle of it. So, you know, I it's think a tough one. Yeah, I, 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 you know, again, going back to what we started up with, um, you know, it's it's a culture we we need. I I don't have all the right answers. I guess no. I have ideas and. But I'm nobody, and mm-hmm. you have ideas, and you're nobody. And the end result is anybody listening here has ideas, but hopefully somebody, or enough of us nobodies, um, bring to light some issues that can then be fixed and compared. Mm-hmm. And, and and I'm not. I want to go back to one other thing to clarify. I'm not saying that um, the the there should be no fitness standard. You know what I mean? Because but on the same token. There are some damn good people that just can't pass. Yeah. You know, can't do the mile and a half run in, in 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 whatever time. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think you should loosen the standards. Still have a standard, um, but again, we've talked about this before. Make the academies longer. Make them more mm-hmm. beneficial. Invest in your people. Yeah, um, I almost I agree with that. That they should almost focus on the individual person themselves. If they can't meet that conditioning, maybe they should look to putting them towards something else that, uh, that's more suited towards them. A hundred percent. If they're more apt to like technology, mm-hmm. or if they're more apt to like talking to people, yep. then they should focus them in that roles rather than somebody who's a patrolman, for instance, or something. A hundred percent. Let's get into uh, obstacle courses. Mm-hmm. A lot of places use the obstacle course. The obstacle course is, is great. But, again, set a low bar, mm-hmm. but have it something they, they one, you, you teach them to enjoy the exercise versus being at punishment. Yeah. But let them escalate. You could have a, a, a entry level, and then you can have a graduation level. Yeah. And, again, we're not talking about making people... You know, fitness people. You know, right. I, I used to laugh. There's a guy I used to work with, a great kid. Um, he ran like a gazelle. I mean, he could run backwards with his eyes closed um, probably 10 times faster than I could run. Mm-hmm. But I used to laugh. I said all the time, I said, well, jokingly, I said, well, his why, you know, you spent your life running away because you're a thin kid. So every time someone would kick your ass, you just ran away. Right. I said, so you got fast. Me, I was a fat kid. So I couldn't outrun anybody. So I had to stay there and try to fight, you know what I mean? So, and lo enough, lo and behold, one day we're working together and he stops the car and it was a snowstorm and he ends in a foot chase. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay, goodbye. <laughs> but I come trumping up around the corner, you know, probably 40 seconds later, and the guy is basically getting on top of him. Um, so he's starting to lose the, the race. I mean, the, the, the struggle. Mm-hmm. So I came in one of those flying knee drops from about six feet away 
heard the ear just leave the guy's body wow. crazy. <laughs> and of course, he gave up to our authority at that point. Yes. So, right. but right. yeah, so slow and steady sometimes works. But there were tremendous people for whatever reason, um, just can't commit to that. Uh, physical excellence that yeah. they demand. I mean, um, mental is the other half of it too. Yeah, you yeah. need that mental excellence as well. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. There's some, some again, tremendous people that I've I've met. Some of the best cops I've ever met in my life. Never finished school. I had minimal schooling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the the best I've ever seen investigators weren't these fitness. I've met some guys, some of my guys that from the past were. We're very good detectives, and you know they're into fitness and everything else. But the end result is, even the fit guys, I don't think, could run a mile and a half anymore. Um, <laughs> so, and as the old saying goes, why run when you have a radio? And you can't outrun a radio, you yeah. know. So somebody else down there, exactly. Hopefully, younger and faster than I am <laughs> to catch him. So, but uh, yeah, that's that's it's crazy. So we'll see. Um, we're gonna be probably wrapping up this episode. I think. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you tune in. Um, again, we have a lot of things planned. We're, we're, we're turning this into, um, it's going to be a little more active. Uh, yeah, this is just the foundation. Yeah, this is a foundation. We're trying to get used to our own stuff and, and getting used to this. But there's a lot of big plans that we have for this. And, um, uh, again, anybody that does watch and hangs out for the, the whole thing, um, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. And I hope you find some value in, in, in things that, uh, that we say and mm-hmm. and hopefully go out and in your own worlds make a change um you know try to try to be try to be good try be a to better be, person definitely. yeah be a better person every so, day and um there was a quote today i looked at but i already forgot it because yeah, we should end on a quote i like that was a, yeah we should end with a quote I like um that. oh geez let me see i think the quote ended up something like this um i don't know I'm gonna, I'll, I'll tweak it, but it was basically always be there for people, but just make sure you're there for yourself uh, at the same time, and that, that's important. Yeah, that's um, a good balance. Yeah, a lot of people, uh, you know, I've seen and met and go out and, and, and put their heart and soul in helping people, trying to help people. Sometimes it's a losing battle, but they lose their own mm-hmm. selves yeah. in, the, in the way. So They give it all and then lose yeah. themselves. Being, <coughs> excuse me, a big-hearted uh, person, is is leaves you vulnerable to uh to attack so but anyway hey um from isaiah myself i want to say thank you thank you um, please hopefully spread the word if you like it and uh you know if you don't <laughs> we're still gonna be here yep uh hopefully a lot more often than we were Definitely. all right thank you so much Take be care. safe bye